So I, 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 was, I finished watching this film. I sent a text to my dear friend, Lala, and I said, do, please, do you know Damilola Orimogunje, you know, who's the director of the film? And she says, I don't know him, one. I say, I just watched his amazing film, you know. And she says, it's a stunning film. And I reply, whoa. And that's exactly how I felt when I finished watching For Maria Ebun Mataki. Now, I, ex I, I forgive Nollywood a lot of films because I understand the challenges of making films in this environment from budget to talents, from space to tradition. I understand it. So you see some things, you see the flaws, and you say, okay, but this is a good film nonetheless. Now, this one, For Maria, I didn't forgive or excuse anything. Every single thing came correct. Perfection. And then when I discovered that everybody involved in making this film is a completely made in Nigeria product, it made me even prouder. And I've been looking for an excuse to sit down with the cast and the crew of this film. I'm excited today in another episode of Today's Film Club to present Damilola Rimogunje, who is the director. Meg Otanwa, who is the lead actor, and Judith Audu, who is one of the actors of this multiple international and local award-winning film. Today with Chude. Okay. <laughs> you know, we find... <laughs> We finally get this show on the road. Right. On my right is my friend Judith. You know, I tell her that she disappeared. You know, I haven't seen her in a while, but I follow her in spirit. Great to see you again. It's nice to be here. You know, Dami, you know, Dami, we're going to talk, you know, very soon. But right. Let me just introduce you. Yeah. You know, great to see you, Dami. Thank you. Yes. I tried? My head Hi. has got... <laughs> not the interpretation. What's the meaning? Um, so it's actually a nickname um, ah. that I was given to like a forefather of mine, you know, right. because he used to be like um, a medicinal man. Okay. He would make stuff and then he would tell you, oh, we mogunje. That means ah. it's not the medicine that, that works. Brought, it's, it's your... It's your, your, dest your, your yes. destiny. So it's your mindset. So yes, yes, yes. Nickname and it's stuck. And he became surname. Yes, he did. Oh, I like it. That's a that's a film on his own. That's an ice right? <laughs> You should make it. That's a film. You should, you should make it. You should totally make it. Make it. <laughs> and then Meg. Meg is a new old fave because she's my fave for a long time, but I'm meeting her for the first time. But it's really great to see you. So I was telling you that I first saw you about four years ago in Payday. Mm -hmm. And when I see people in movies, once I like them, I begin to Google. You know, you know, etc. etc. What is this person? What has she done? Where is she from? Is she Nigerian? Is she Nigerian? Who is she married to? <laughs> just in case, just in case, <laughs> you know. So it's really great to see you here. Thank you. Now I have to stop myself because you know I do the today's film club, and I'm going to do a film club with this episode before something else happens. Now the film clubs are the worst because I just end up talking about the film, <laughs> and then people can't talk about their own film anymore. So I have to hold myself back. But this was a brilliant film. Oh. Now, if you see my text messages, you will understand what I mean. After watching, I was texting all my friends, have you seen this film? So I called Lala first and foremost, because she's my film sister. Lala, have you seen? I said, this film on Netflix. She said, Maria. I said, how do you know? <laughs> I know you. I know you. Literally, my friends, I called my friend Olumide, who's also a filmmaker. I did Working with Shadows. Right. I'm like, so, I'm like, you know, there's this film. I had forgotten the name. There's this film that reminds me of how well-made Joy was. It's a Nigerian film called... Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. You don't know me, but if I say a film is like Joy, that means that... <laughs> yeah, really, that's, that's big. <laughs> I love Joy. I said, I was looking for people with cameras inside yeah. the place. Yeah. You know, and this was a live reality show. So I caught my friend. I said, you know, there's this film on Netflix that this... I just saw this. Like, are you talking about For Maria? I'm like, all of this one we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> it is such... A well-made film. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 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 I don't, I, and this is the thing. 
I forgive a lot of Nigerian films, you know. Right. This is our industry. I understand the challenges. I saw your interview again, like going to Google. I saw your interview with what kept me up. Because oh, yeah. I want to know who is this person. You know, I thought you were... Okay, I'm going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I forgive a lot of things in movies. I see them. I'm like, oh, they were trying their best. I understand what they were trying to do. Great idea, poor execution. Nigeria has sound issues, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then... Uh, 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 but this film... I didn't forgive anything. It was, it just stood by itself. You know, and I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. You know, thank you for that because we need to have films that those of us who are Nollywood lovers can just boast with and just tell you, you know what, go and watch this one. <laughs> just go and watch this one. And so this, I thank you as a Nollywood person for this film. Oh. Yeah? Now, where do I go from there? <laughs> where do I go from there? Okay, wait, so this is not supposed to be a compliment. Right. But unfortunately, so when I, when I watched it, I thought, this person must be based out of Nigeria, the filmmaker. That's my first time. Like, he must be from film school guy. <laughs> Came back, spent some time with his grandfather in Nigeria <laughs> for like three months, figured stuff out. I thought, okay, we could do this. You know, I'm still surprised that you are a made in Nigeria product, which is like, um, shouldn't be a compliment. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but it's something. You can share this podcast with a hashtag with Chuday. Well, <laughs> I, could say, minute, I, mean, I, could, I mean, I understand. I could say God, mm-hmm. but nah. I mean, but God still. Yeah. Um, I think basically it was just, you know, um, like you said, I'm groomed and made in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, basically, it was just me trying to um, research and then, you know, be different in my own way as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I know, I've known for years that I wanted to, this was what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. make films, impactful films like this, mm-hmm. and basically make stylish films in a way. Like, um, of course, make films that look like reality. Yeah. You know, so these are like intentions, mm-hmm. yes. you know, which I have set out to be or to make films like as a filmmaker mm-hmm. and yeah so i mean it was basically practicing you know i'm over the years i've been making short films yes making different projects worked yes. in tv you know yeah. was basically preparing myself for this time you know so when i was about to make my first feature it wasn't like i was ready to make it you were ready you to know and it was basically all i've learned over the years mm-hmm. and then imparting it and putting it in this film you can share this podcast with a hashtag with today you can tell films that are made by Film school types, yeah? yeah. They're very presentational, you know. Right. Look how great I am as a filmmaker, you know. Look how different I am from the whole Nollywood thing. Right. And that was a thing that you kept talking about in the interview you had with what kept me up, I think. But this is a film where the person is not really trying to show you that they're a great filmmaker. Yeah. They're just trying to be as true to life yeah. as possible. Just But doing it and still showing that you're a good filmmaker, right. not deliberately. How does it, because you, you can learn, you can observe, we all observe. Right. But how do you get that level of just exquisite, fine line filmmaking? I think art form has to be very authentic, mm. you know, um, as an artist or the arts itself, you know. Mm. And first thing that comes to my mind is I, I want to make a film and I want people to see it beyond the film. You know, I want people to watch it and then be able to immerse themselves with these characters, with this set, with this life. You know, I want people to, I want people to watch Darian and be like, oh my God, that's, that could be my sister or that could be me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's crazy because, I mean, it's not crazy because that was intention. And then when people were giving feedback, like, they watched that they felt like they were um, intruding into their lives or they're intruding into their privacy. I'm like, uh, I mean, that was the intention. That was the point. But to your question about how do you do that, I think you just have to be honest with yourself okay. as a storyteller. You know, it, it comes from writing, it comes from, you know, the approach you want to make this film. Mm. Now, um, when I say research, you know, it's not just about learning how to be a good filmmaker, but what your virtues, you know, as a person, what you've learned, you know, your um, just, you know, background, you mm. know, um, books you read and, you know, mm. what you immerse, music, art, basically everything comes yeah. when you're about to make the, when you're about to make the film, yeah. you know, and so everything is just like, a collision of everything in me, you know, like deep down, you know, to yeah. make this work. And then, of course, I had like fantastic people that were, you know, they were able to execute this, you yeah. know, and then because there's something about you could have great ideas, you could yeah. want to do it this particular way, and then you have people that can bring it out the exact way you have it, yeah. you know. And then I'm lucky to have like talented yeah. artists like this, yeah. you know, on this so, project. Yeah. You know, for the first time, from the first scene, I think the first scene was them coming back from the hospitals. So, yes. And they're climbing up the staircase. I'm like, no, no, this, this, and I mean, I hear the first line, 
I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Oh God, let this be good. As you can she's saying the prayers and it's paced. You know, there's no rushing. There's no, she's just going up. She's, everything was exquisite. Now, Meg, you, 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 you have, you know, many of your roles have you pensive brooding sometimes. <laughs> just, you, you know that, right? Just yeah. like, either mysterious, not saying a lot. And in this movie, you are not saying a lot. <laughs> you know? How is that like? How was that like? Because I was reading your interview and you said you had to spend time with this character and you almost got depressed yourself just dealing with this. What was the process like of inhabiting this character? Um, so when, um, when I read the script, that was the first thing that hit me. The silence. Mm. The use of silence. Mm. A typical script for a feature is anywhere from like 80 to like over 100 pages. Mm. For Maria had maybe a little over 50 pages. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm. it was really, it wasn't dialogue driven at yeah. all. It wasn't very, very wordy. Um, and for an actor or in acting, when you don't have lines mm -hmm. and you have to emote, mm. that's the difficult part. Because you, you can't wing it. You can't wing it. You, you can't. It has to come from within. Yeah. It has to be within yeah. so it can show. Yeah. You know, so I read it. I felt, ah, this is going to be hard. <laughs> 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 this is going to be hard. Yeah. So I said, Davi, I know we've been talking. Like you said, before then, we had been talking. I know we've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. You know, we just, you know, we love films. Yeah. We watch the, the, the same we discovered that we had almost the same or similar taste in films and all so. of that. Yeah. Um, so I knew what he was going for. Uh -huh. I knew I had to commit to it 100%. Yeah. So I told him, yes, I love this. This is, this is deep and intense and all of that. Just let me sleep on it. <laughs> and then we'll talk. Yeah. Of course, immediately I read it. I knew I was going to do it. But what I how? didn't want to have the conversation until mm -hmm. I was convinced I could give it 100% commitment, whatever mm. it took. Mm. This is not the kind of story you play with. It's not the kind of story you mess around with. So I wanted to sleep on it and, yeah. you know, see how much of myself, which had to be everything, to yeah. be honest, oh, yeah. you know. Um, so I slept on it and we had the conversation. I called him up the next day. I said, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. You know, and then we got talking and where we got to, you know, the research part, I told him I was going to, you know, he's done, he had done his. Mm -hmm. I told him I'll do mine and we'll have a conversation around that. Um, then he got into what he wanted. You know, we mm -hmm. talked about the physical. So he said the physical transformation now. He said something quite crazy what? that I'm going to tell. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us. This man, okay. he tells me that, hey, Meg, I don't know, did you have plans of getting pregnant? <laughs> I mean, just for research, I mean. I mean. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, because you know, I really don't want to use prosthetics. I want it to look authentic. I said, I said, in my head, I was like, this, guy, this guy is crazy. But I like this crazy. I like this crazy. I like this crazy. Yeah. So I told him not to worry about that. I'll gain some weight. I'm sure at that point he was skeptical because he didn't think I could you know, yes. go all the way. Because before now, like, they know me. I'm very fit farm, um, you know, yeah. diet, clean, eating, workout, and all of that. So he wasn't sure I could let go to of the point where it looks so realistic, like yeah. you have the postnatal body. Yeah. Um, but I told him not to worry that I was going to get that covered. And, um, yeah, so, and then he, we exchanged, or he, rather, told me the references for the movie, like mm -hmm. the reference movies for acting, mm -hmm. you know, for picture, a number of movies yeah. that I had to see and all of that. So that's where it started. And on my own, I had to do my own research as well, talking mm -hmm. to people, mm -hmm. asking questions. It was difficult because most people, most women, you mm -hmm. know, as I came to know, they, they're not willing to talk about this. No, I'm not at all. They are ashamed to talk about this. Yeah. So it was a lot of, it was difficult at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Then I came by this man in Abuja whose wife had committed suicide to postpartum depression. Oh, yeah. Yes. And from him, I got a lot of information. Yeah. You see all that spacing out with Derry most of the time, that was his wife. She would space out, you're talking to her, she's looking at you, but she's not listening to anything yeah. you're saying. She was just, you know, she was there, but not there. Yes. So I got a lot of yes. first-hand information, you know, and yes. then a few people I spoke to. Yeah. And then, you know, I have sisters. I have a number of sisters, actually. Mm -hmm. I've experienced them giving birth. I've mm -hmm. been in the hospital with them 
giving birth and I see how they are after the child comes out, you are in this incredible pain that you yes. cannot describe yeah. and they bring this baby to you to breastfeed. Yeah. I've seen my sister cry while breastfeeding. Mm. She's crying due to the pain, but the mother and as a mother, you have to feed the child. You know, so it's something I've also seen, maybe not in that and depth, that way, but I've but seen bits and pieces. Yes, I've seen bits of it. So yeah, so that was like the process before shoot. And the weight part, yeah, by the time we're ready to shoot, that yeah, had his postnatal body. So again, like producers have said, because I'm a fan of movies, said, okay, you can't do film clubs for a while. You know, but I was doing an episode on postnatal depression. So I said, God has got you people. <laughs> <laughs> I have an excuse to do <laughs> this film club, which I really wanted to do. Um, um, now I forget the question I was going to ask. <laughs> but... What 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 surprised me in talking to mothers who had gone through? I talked to two women, one in Lagos and one in Abuja, going through postnatal depression, is that you, when they would explain the experience, I would say, and they would say, oh, even before they had this full-on depression, their mother, this had happened to X Y, like we mentioned about your sisters and breastfeeding, they mentioned all these small small challenges that people had had during childbirth, and then I asked myself, so why? It seemed like society has chosen to lie to itself about what it means to have a child. You know, the process. So all we see is, oh, she's eating a lot. She's spitting a lot. Mm. <laughs> and after she has the baby, she's like, oh, I'm so happy mm -hmm. to be a mom. Like, like, it's the split second, not like the next day. Yeah. Like, maybe she gives birth to me. It's like, doctor, where's my baby? Mm. Yeah. And I thought, but that is so different from what I'm actually hearing. Yeah. You know, so did, it, did that... This, the researching, the um, immersing yourself, did that surprise you? The contradiction between the story that society tells itself about childbirth mm -hmm. and what you were having to inhabit in these characters you were doing your research? Um, the part of it that I found surprising was how far women were you know, willing to go to conceal the truth. So I made it a point to discard completely the perception Mm, mm, completely mm, mm. and I chose those who had been truthful mm. and to just dwell in their truth mm. I completely discarded the perception like because this ain't true <laughs> this is not true this is not true yeah dairy this is dairy's truth mm. yes. and it's the truth for a number of women so I'm going to sit here in this truth yes I'm going to sit in this truth. When she's looking at the child sometimes, she's looking at the child like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. That is some people's truth. Yeah. And it was so, that was what, for me, that was why this project was so important to me that that's why I needed to sleep on it because um, this is so important that it has to be true, truthful. It has to be true. And I appreciated the fact that he had said he wanted it to look very realistic. Mm. If the director is going to do his bit, I have to come correct as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was so important to me to, to sit in that truth and not worry about what people were going to say. Uh -uh, why can't she carry her baby? Yeah. Why can't she breastfeed her baby? Yeah. No, that's no, the that's reality. Between um, Dami and I, and probably Judith has probably been getting calls, calls and DMs of women crying. Of course. Yeah. That finally somebody is saying this thing. Yeah. Because you know the funny thing? Mm -mm. When they are going through this thing, mm -hmm. they don't even know what it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they don't know. They don't know. They just know they feel strange. Yes. And they feel, they think it's abnormal. And they feel ashamed. Ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. Because am I not supposed to be happy? I just had right. a child. Yeah. And that is why this movie is so important. Yes. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything because guess what? You almost just died. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's, that's what I was here. I was talking yeah. to a psychiatrist about this yesterday and says, this you know, in some ways, you can look at having a child as some form of going through an ailment. Yes. yes. Because your whole body changes. Your whole... And we don't even think of that at it's all. It's like a rebirth of you as a woman as well. Yeah, yes. because you don't even know this new body you're going to have. Yeah. There's a yes. new person coming. A new person. Coming. You know, and then you have this new human too. Yeah. So I tend you know, to. So, I tend to. so meanwhile, it means you're not going to be taking care of this new human. And this new body. Your own self. You know. I want to ask a question here as before coming to you. Does any of you have kids? No, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. That's a weird thing. You see that? That's a weird thing. Because, you know, I mean, I don't have kids. So we're all together. <laughs> but everything, you know, when, when this 
when this couple comes and this couple comes, you and your husband come in. And okay, well, if this one just do the uh, first, okay, well, it's Judith, so she would always show up. <laughs> but <laughs> like this character just phone it in and go. I won't mind because they are just, you know, they're not the lead character. Mm -hmm. But then you bring this friendship in. She doesn't come out of the room, you know, because she's dealing with her thing. But there's also that chemistry between you, your husband, Gabriel, you know, and then there's that unspoken, okay, where is she? Okay, she's inside. She can't come out. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go and do something else. There's that unspoken, almost sisterhood of understanding that, you know, we just, something has happened here that you guys, you want, you want to go and drink beer, but I'm going to go and take care of the house. Yeah. Is there something about that, this story? that spoke to you personally, even if you were not the lead character, even if you've not had kids yet, was something about it that just said to you, I get it? I think it's probably because I know most people that have gone through it. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've spoken about it. Yeah. In fact, at the time, I remember when I got to the house, I was telling Dami in, in that scene, mm -hmm. a friend's, um, a friend's, brother's wife just had a child and it was the same thing so she didn't want to touch the child so the mother was the one carrying the child and the mother did not understand why so it's the probably you first bump picking you know she literally and, said that yeah yeah, yeah and 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 stuff so so i knew people that had gone through it i have a friend when she watched it she if she could kiss dami she would kiss dami you know she was so happy um because she when she had a child she didn't touch the child for six months she she didn't want to touch the child. Yes. She didn't she she didn't even want to see, see the, child, the child, you know, and stuff like after that six months, she yeah. also now battled depression for almost two years mm. before she was able to get herself back. So I've I've known people that had been in that situation. Is mm. so it's I know how scary it is to have a child, mm. and I know that sometimes when you have a child, you're not really happy. Mm, preach. You know, but people have an idea you're supposed to be happy. Like, I don't yeah. want you in my house. I don't want you to come and visit me. Yeah. You know, you can send me a message. You can call me. But not... Some people, on the, the woman just gave her. She's on the bed. Her yes. phone is ringing nonstop. Yes. yes. I want to rest. <laughs> you know, you know, so so these are the things that... So these, these things are... So I was very excited about it yeah. when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. And then going to the house. And then it was Auntie Tina. Auntie Tina. You know, <laughs> she, she, she choose everything you give to her. Mm. So when we were in that space, every time I see Meg, and you should have seen Meg on set, she was zoned out. Sorry, she has seen Meg on set. She was zoned out. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, and you're putting your hand today. I said, you know. <laughs> I think some of the thing is damaged. So it has to finish out. And that's a member of the crew. Is it? Okay. Yeah, see my she was doing that. So we have to wait it out. Okay, yeah, that's okay. So we just pick up. Yeah, pick up. Pick up something, something. Mm. Okay. So you should have seen Meg on set. Yeah. Like she was she was gone. Yes. You see all those things you saw yeah. in the film? It's yeah. probably deeper than that in person. Like yeah. she wasn't talking to anybody. She had Mary stripped it. You know, and, and in my head, I was seeing her as the person and I was imagining yeah. how this woman actually is yes. you know I, I i felt Tola, the character probably should have done more mm. in trying to reach out to her mm. because if from her husband she also went through the same thing when she gave birth right but you could see they probably don't have that kind of relationship, relationship. Yeah. it's like the two husbands are buddies and yes. then the wife yes. is now yes, there. Yes, yes. you know so the two husbands are the friends and then as by my husband marry you I have to not be friends with your friend. wife but it's not like we are friends yes. Yes. <laughs> you know so you that's the sense of, I get like a sense of yeah. it's almost, so, and this is me imagining projecting so it's like this friend in tweet was going on there it's like please I cannot get involved yeah she doesn't want yes. to get involved you could see actually when yes. she went to get her dress yes. you yes. could see she knew so yes. she just sat down with her silently yes. but, carry this body. but she didn't want to push yes let your husband figure out your problem. Ah, right. So that was true. I thought I was projecting. No, so, 
<laughs> but that's more like the society. That is more like the society. Because yeah. most women, when they go visit all these other women, they know what those women are going, going through. through. They know, right? Yes. But because when I went through it, nobody cared. Why am I now supposed to care about you? Yes. You're, supposed to, you're supposed to just get on. Yeah, so just, just mm-hmm. figure it out. You would, it will go. It's like it will personal pass. struggle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a personal thing. You figure it out. You, you, would, you will wing it. You would, you know. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about disappearing because I haven't watched the film the second time. And it's not the film's fault. I'm afraid. I've gone through depression before. <laughs> and watching that, watching you throughout that film, I was worried for myself. I'm like, she's inhabiting this character so deeply. Mm-hmm. I, I generally run away from such films. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm worried about how I will feel when I end this film. You know, so when I went through, when I finished film, I breathe a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, I survived that. That's how impactful her portrayal of that character was for me. But before coming into that, because even me, I'm afraid to get into that. Mm-hmm. that how did you become a woman whisperer? How does, it, <laughs> <laughs> how does a man get these nuances so well? Hmm. Are you a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Should we check? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I get this, you know, this funny look. Um, while we're doing um, the film... Festival runs, you know, yeah. and then it was COVID period, so we always be Zoom call. Yeah. And then they, they're like, oh, let's talk to the director. Which is, first of all, which is sad. I wish, you know, we need to do the festival rounds again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But, you know, and most times it will be like, let's introduce the director, and it's me. And you're like, is it their stand director? <laughs> you know, they're not sure because exactly. how can you be the director of the film, yes. you know? And I feel like for me, you know, because I'm, as a filmmaker, I'm very, very interested in social issues. You know, and most of the films I've worked on have been set around that, you know. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the gender or, mm-hmm. or the who it affects, you know, I feel like, you know, there is a little part of me that is, you know, um, that is affected by this story, you know. And prior to this period, you know, while growing up, I grew up in a big family, mm-hmm. you know, of so many women. So I can tell you that I have like a little bit of... <laughs> I get what you mean. You know, so I had a little bit of you know experience from you know these nuances and that you yeah. know, and then I'd witnessed. Um, I think it, an aunt actually went through postpartum, but at that point I didn't know what no. it meant. You no, know, it was just everybody saying, "Why don't you?" Oh, she doesn't like her child. She's a bad person. She's a bad this. You know, until I grew up and then I understood that it was actually an illness. It was something. It wasn't just. It wasn't a wish. It wasn't a choice. Mm. You know, at that point it just resonated to me that okay, I think. You know, these are issues that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the point when I was planning to make my debut film, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make something quite impactful, something, you know, something intimate, family drama. Mm-hmm. You know, I was speaking randomly with a friend about postpartum depression. And we're just talking about how Nigerians or Africa generally, you know, we don't talk about mental illness. We don't see it as something serious. You know, we, we just say it is well, you know, um, spiritual attack. You know, mm-hmm. those are like the usual things we say, you know, and... The next week, I went on a thread. I went on Twitter and I saw a long thread, you know, of women actually just talking about this, you know, saying what they went through after they gave birth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is a thing, you know. And okay. even though I'm not a woman, you know, I could feel it, you know. And I spoke to uh, my co-writer, who is female, of course, you know. And I just wanted to get that perspective, that woman's perspective in the. My co-writer is is based out of Nigeria. Isn't she it? was based in Nigeria she, at that time. At that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's based out of Nigeria yeah, 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 now. Yeah, yeah. You know, her name is Tumi Femi. Yes, you know, yes, and yeah, I saw that. You know, yeah. So we we talked about it. You know, I just wanted that perspective, and then you know, was a lot of research. I love doing research. You know, yeah. if I'm getting into any project, any work, even if it's where I've not been, I will research it to the to the last end. You know, and I think that was pretty much it for me. You know, and then like she said, talk to a lot of people. You know, medical experts, to women who have gone through it. You know, just understand your pain, and then being able to, you know, to use all this, you know, to, as a tool for the film. What I liked about the film was that, you know, one of the challenges we have in Nigeria, when we talk about things in our society, is that we turn everybody into caricatures. This one is bad, the bad mother-in-law. Yes. What I loved about this film was that this was a reasonably, yes. reasonable mother-in-law. Yes. You know, she wasn't wicked. Mm-hmm. She even went farther than some mother-in-laws I know. She, like, she, she looks at you, she's like... I'm 40 but <laughs> let me hold it in. She comes in, she's that scene where she's sprinkling the holy, yeah. holy water. Ah, ah, you know how to do film. As <laughs> <laughs> she stops, then she kisses her. You know, so these are all 3D, fully textured characters. Was that in, and because again, when we talk about this thing, you were saying that other women have faced this. So it's not because they want to be wicked. To right. this point. It's just like, 
there's too much pain in our lives yes. anyway. We really don't want to partake mm. in somebody else's. And so you almost empathize with all of them dealing with this. Was that deliberate to make us empathize with all the surrounding characters, even though it's this woman's pain? Yes, definitely. You know, so while we're making the characters, mm -hmm. you know, we said, myself and my co-writer, that we, we needed these characters to be a reflection of the society. Mm. You know, if you look at the character, like you said, most of them are, were acting based on ignorance. Yeah. Even Gabriel, um, the character, Fola, he loved his wife. You know, he wanted his wife to get better. Even though he was educated, but he didn't know the right thing to do. You know, and that's, like she said about the friends too, you know, about she going through this and then she just wanted her to go through it herself. Yeah. The mother-in-law who, um, who loves this we love this um, dairy, mm -hmm. but then again, she has to, you know, she's doing it kind of like a top love situation where mm -hmm. she, she, she has to do what she has to do. I mean, and, and that's the way she believes it, you know. Yeah. So it was the reflection of what I see, uh, which is how people actually, and I wonder people say they're surprised about the ending. I'm like, no, because this is our reality. Someone tells you I'm feeling this way or um, I'm mentally not stable or whatever, you know, and then everybody just says, I want to pray. Everybody just pray about it. I mean, I'm not saying prayer doesn't work, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, but prayer without the work itself is useless, yeah. you know, and a lot of people just say it as well, you know, and then we just move on. Yeah. And moving on, at the end of the day, it results into to death. It results into even not even physical death, you know, yeah. to a lot of things, you know, and I feel like we don't talk about this thing. So it was true to me as a filmmaker to portray it in the finest, most realistic way and using, if you notice, the, the characters that come to the, to the, um, to the naming ceremony yeah. scene, you know, mm. like, I mean, people will come them. and give you <laughs> unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah. Like, nobody asks you. Yes. You know, but they will tell you what like to do. Like, there's one woman, you know, I'm Igbo, so I can have, you can have visible. You can really be myself. You just do it like this. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was funny when we were shooting those scenes yeah. because, you know, we had like, you know, and funny thing is, funny about those scenes where, you know, they were not scripted. Oh. We had like, you know, a couple of, you know, people. In, and then we said, okay, you know what? What would you say, you in know, like situation. normal standard, oh. society standard? And then they sat there and then they would talk for like two minutes. You know, and then on set, we were laughing, you know, because but that is the that reality. The you know, but when we got to edit, because of screen time, we had to cut it short. Ah. You know, but it was like a lot of people saying nonsense, you know, yeah. which, I mean, it's not your child, it's not your family, it's yeah. not you. You know, so it's a reflection of all these all things, things, you know, and then it's, it's just an essential way, you know. I, I pray people get it. I, I, I wish people get it. Yeah. And they see that this is me, I should do better. Mm, this is me. I should do better. I love it. Were you afraid? Of, because, like she said, you inhabited a character. Were you afraid of any at any time of slipping into that that space as a person? You know why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how far did you sleep? <laughs> yeah. For such a role. Yeah. There are no half measures. Mm. You don't go halfway. Mm. Mm. You have to. You have to go there, and stay there. Mm. And it's so much. It's so much easier to stay there and get the job done than to keep going in and out. So you don't even wait to go on set. You get into it before. And I have this thing where, when you're <laughs> probably behind me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, you know, depending on the, when I'm on a production and, you know, I get the call sheet maybe the day before and I see the kind of scenes that I have for the day, it kind of mm. sets my mood from, from the get-go from the get-go as yeah. I wake up. Um, so that's how it was for me. You can share this podcast with a hashtag with Chuday. You know when you're so heavy that you're uncomfortable? Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. You know, so like getting depressed, it wasn't me. Getting into, into dairy took, took like really little effort because I was there. I was already there yeah. naturally. And then the first, I think the first two days we shot was just me because mm. that's when we did the most of her scenes by herself and yeah. where she really had no lines. Mm. Yeah. Those scenes were heavy. Yeah. Mm. The bathroom <laughs> scenes was the one. That, Guess what? Yeah. was the one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nah. <laughs> Those things were heavy. Those things were very heavy. So that kind of even pushed it for pushed mm. me further, mm. you know, into the depression. And mm. um, what I what I didn't anticipate was the struggle after shoot. Mm. And I tried to answer this question as honestly as possible because right. of other actors. 
-hmm. As actors, we put in a lot of work into, you know, getting into character. And those of us who are learning, training on the job, learning on the job, mm -hmm. you know, you learn from actually doing it. So sometimes you get into it before you learn, mm -hmm. you know. Um, then I'm done with the shoot. I've done what was requested of me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm still depressed. You know, and I don't, I have a method for getting into character. I don't have a method for coming out of character. <laughs> and this is me. You know, so, um, but regardless, I am um, more than any, anything, the feedback, the accolades. Yes, it's, I mean, you do a job and people appreciate and you're grateful and you're thankful. It's good. It feels good. Mm. But I'm grateful for my commitment because of the cost. Mm. Mm. And this is because I feel like as humans, we're here for a greater purpose, mm. Mm. you know, but you live your life mm. for most people, figuring out what that, what your greater purpose is yes. in life yeah. and whatever talent you're blessed with or whatever you've chosen to do most times it leads you. Mm. So for me as a person, as an actor who have found, I think my calling, mm. you know, I'm using or my talent. <laughs> and I'm using my talent yes. and I feel like this one I fulfilled the purpose because yes. I've told a unique story in yeah. the best way possible yeah. that it resonates yes. so that commitment is my commitment to the project yeah. more than anything yeah. is what I'm grateful for because of the results, of the results. and how um, how um, satisfied the actual victims are yeah. that it's a complete representation of them yeah you know so i don't i don't regret any of it thank you for None. that i was watching an interview that marlon brando did many many years ago you know marlon brando was this eccentric character who just thought that well, i'm just doing my job and let me get out of here and he said something he said i don't know why people make a fuss about this i'm just an actor it's just a job i'm just going and i thought to myself respectfully i disagree <laughs> you know because no it's not just a trade it's not just a it's not like banking and all of those things the things that actors do change our lives, yeah. you know? And so, and you are right. And so if I say something like, thank you for your service, what do we think I'm being facetious? But no, because, actually, thank you for your service. Because when I was watching that film, I had just done this episode last year, and I watched this movie in January. And so I thought, oh my God, this is exactly what these women yes. have been telling me. And she got it so perfectly. Like, I don't even need to do this episode. We should just watch this movie yeah. and see what I'm talking about. I wanted to ask you, one of the criticisms of Nollywood is that Nollywood is noisy. <laughs> <laughs> the movies are loud. Everybody <laughs> shouts. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't... I, 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 I agree with the feedback. I don't agree that it's a criticism. <laughs> I just think... We are loud. We are loud nation. <laughs> loud nation. You know, and, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about your, your role in a gold statue. I just, <laughs> you know, and that was a loud film. Yeah. And I love it for what it was, as Ghost Virtues is a raucous, yeah. chaotic yeah. film. And I loved it, you know. And then you are doing this one, which is the other end. You can share this podcast with a hashtag with Today. Mm. I remember many years ago, I was an assistant director on a, on a reality show set called The Station, The, the Academy. And Tosan Obeye uh, was the acting coach. And I can never forget her telling the actors. She gets she took them through a one day pass and the she ball. Like, is a god. Yeah, yeah, she's a god. Pass the ball exercise. And they were just passing the ball. And they're passing the ball back. I passed them. And she says, that's what it is as an actor. You can't catch the ball mm. until it's in your hands. Yeah. If you are responding to what has not been said, then you're not waiting for the ball. That simple thing is what yeah. makes the difference between being a good actor and just um, being there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that's so that's that's what that's the difference between films that have this silence embedded in them, mm -hmm. and then films that seemingly seem really loud, because you're not hearing what they are saying. They're just shouting. Yeah. Why are you shouting? <laughs> Why are you shouting? I, I was watching one web series and I wasn't I wasn't close to the living room and. <laughs> From where I, well, I now screamed and I was like, why are they shouting? <laughs> why? What's happening? Because you know, you're not hearing anything. Yeah. You know, so that's the beauty about movies like this. When you listen really well, yeah, that silence would now become very natural. And then it will now take you into assimilating and 
everything that person has said will now sink in, mm -hmm. and you will now naturally respond. So if you were to shout at that time, the shout would be warranted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. the for Maria now that you're saying is a silent film. There was a scene where Antitina also shouted. Yes, mm -hmm. it just just hits mm -hmm. me. Yes, but we say that, but that shout, but that shout was needed. And even Gabriel shouted at Daria at one point. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. But you would see it as being loud. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. You were saying something when we took a break earlier that there's something that people think here that so you have to act. Like, yeah, I think it's a conception of actors in the industry that they have to show they have to be extra you know to be able to show that they are very good at in their craft and most time it's you know as a director it's a dilemma for me you know when you're directing an actor and then you know and then and she knows like yeah. each time i'm always like, like no you know when you do something and then it's like you're over the top i'm like no yeah. i mean i understand that we have loud nigerians you know but but then again there are also nigerians and that would like to whisper. Mm -hmm. There's there are different shades of people all over the world, you know. So if your character your character doesn't necessarily have to shout. I particularly don't like people crying mm -hmm. when you are in a sad film, you know, because I believe that there are so many ways in which you can sure. inhabit the like I remember I told them, I think we had a convention that I don't want you crying. You know, I don't want you like, oh my gosh, like shedding tears and all like it's weird because this is me and my pretentious writing side. When she was in the shower. Yes. I thought this is a metaphor for her tears. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's so nice how people read. Do you understand? Yeah, I'm like, I didn't even think of that. Right? I mean, I know the beautiful thing about art, you know, because yeah. by the time you put it out, people can dissect it and yeah. then make visions out of it, which makes sense, you know, and. You know, it's just beautiful. Like I said to her, you know, and then after the film, she calls me and she said, I felt like I cried a lot in the film. Mm. You know, and it I felt like I was crying all the time. crying. You know, and I said to her, no, like, I mean, I'm watching the rushes, you know, about the first court. You were not she crying. You could feel her. And she said, I think she was, and I said to her, I think that yeah. she was crying inside. inside. You know, and that is beautiful acting, you know, yes. because you've immersed yourself in the character. Yeah. So a lot of people, like she said, are on the surface. You don't immerse yourself in that character. Yeah. So you just give it what you think you should give it, which is being loud. Yeah. yeah. And I think also is, you know, and this again for, which is why training is very important. Mm -hmm. You see the whole style of acting where it's about dramatize, dramatize, dramatization, 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 where you are, you know, you're being larger than life. Yeah, and there's a place for that. That's mm -hmm. called the stage. The stage. Right. When you're on stage, you know, it's theater. You bring it on and, you know, you give all of that, your energy, you project. Ah, that's what is required. But when the camera is in front of you, you have to stay contained. Mm, like like, mm, bring all that energy. Being contained means if you're, if you're in that situation, there is no way you can pull it off if you don't sit mm. into what you're mm -hmm. saying. You sit into your emotions. You sit into your lines. It doesn't necessarily require shout right. just stay grounded in what you're saying right. people don't another thing that i learned over over the years is listening mm. Mm. we underestimate how difficult it is to listen huh. mm. as an actor especially when you see the camera and the yell action mm. you want to act mm. they talk and you want to talk back mm. are you listening mm -hmm. that's the first rule in acting listen yeah. there is no way i just said something you said yeah because you were listening. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you were not listening, that year, believe me, it would be a different tone. Yeah. Right. And that's where people get it wrong. Yeah. You know, it starts from there because they are just in their own head. I just want to give you. It's not about what you're giving me. Mm -hmm. You give based on what I'm giving, what you're getting, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's about also people. It's another thing that I want us to do more in Nollywood, just actually getting into training. This thing is, you know, you have to learn skills mm -hmm. as you go. There's a natural talent, but you have to keep yes. learning. I think I. I <laughs> oh, that was just what I was going to say. The I'm so I think I'm, I think one of the major problems. <laughs> yeah. You explain it, you know, and I'm getting you. You know, somebody should make it happen. <laughs> I think one of the major problems is it's not about the training thing because we have a lot of people claiming they are doing capacity building. It is who is training. Wow, she said claiming. Exactly. She said oh claiming. My capacity oh my god. It is who is that training. Is, so who is training who is yeah. 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 So I watch some people that train people to be to be actors and then I'm watching them and I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. You know, so you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. So a lot of all these people that are training don't really 
really have that what insight to yeah. so what very close, right? That's what we're looking at. Right? <laughs> that's what right? So, so, so that's the problem because I'm watching a lot of all these monologues on Instagram. Mm. Yeah, um, let's not put it just on the actors because as an actor, I go on set and I, I have a boss. There's somebody there giving me instructions and guiding me, the director, mm. you know. So the directors also have to take responsibility. Mm. This guy right here, <laughs> any, any actor in Nigeria should want to work with him. Yes. You yes. can't get away with anything. Mm. The littlest, the tiniest of things, you mm. can't get away with it. If mm. he's, and he would definitely spot it. Once he spots it, you're fixing it. Yes. You know, so I think that's why the director is there. You're there to guide this, this actors. For you yes. to cast an actor, it means you believe in the actor, yeah. right? Oh. So you can get them, you can bend them as you want. That's why we're there. That's why you're there. So it's, it's not just. I was speaking about what Brad Pitt said about Quentin Tarantino, I think after Inglorious Bastard, he right. said, on set, he's God. And blasphemy is not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 That's what it is. That's what it is. I was going to add something. Sorry, I was going to add something to your initial question about what it takes, you know, what it took for you to make a film like this. Yeah. And you said, but what he said basically was, you know, everything about him, his values, his upbringing, all of these things yes. contribute, That's... informed him as a person and as a filmmaker. Yeah. The addition I have to that is discipline. Right. Mm. If you're not disciplined mm. in this game, it's mm. so easy for you mm. to mess things up because you want to cut corners. Mm. It's that discipline mm. that makes you want to get things right. Yeah. It's that discipline that would make you say, oh, this thing on the table is brown. It shouldn't be. We need it white. Do whatever it takes. It has to be white. You know, this has to be like this. It's exactly. discipline. It's yes. a lot of discipline. Lot of Check it out. The greatest filmmakers, the greatest actors are really disciplined people. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I know that this, this film has made a lot of, has gotten a lot of acclaim at festivals, international ATC. But like, was there an AMA? Yeah. yeah, we got you. Were you nominated? Yes. 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 You know, you know that embarrassing questions to ask if, <laughs> if you are not right. If you are not nominated, yeah, but you nominated, I have to think about how to make that right. Yeah. I was so happy to see that because it could have been so easy. And when I say noisy, I don't mean that as a as a as, as not a compliment. In the noise yeah. for this performance to have just slipped past. I was sobbing, I was looking, I'm like, it was nominated. I'm like, yes, I won it, but it's okay. What I wasn't asking you this, when I was really looking at your reading one of your interviews, what I saw was a deep respect for the Nollywood tradition. Hmm. One of your interviews was giving you was giving you the excuse to bash everybody, just throwing the questions at you, just you know, you are great, insult them, and each time you kept saying, no, I understand why this happens, I respect this, I understand this. And for me, I think that's what makes your film so good. Because you, you, you pay attention to what makes those who have come before you special. Mm. Yeah. And then, because you respect that, you can improve on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that, is that something you are aware of? Um, yes, very correct. Uh, I mean, I, I, I watched... Tunde Kilani, that did Tunde Kilani. Everybody's <laughs> fine. You know, and, and I, I remember those were like, you know, films. I mean, of course, I, I didn't start watching foreign language films, you know, when I was growing up. I was watching Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then Tunde Kilani's films were so real. They were so original. And I just liked him as a storyteller, mm. you know. And despite the fact that I've seen so many crappy films mm. in, from Hollywood, but I've seen good films. You know, I've seen good filmmakers. I've met, spoken to, you know. So most of the time when people ask me, oh, Nollywood is there, I'm like, no, I can't bash the entirety of the industry. Mm -hmm. And there's also that aspect where I feel like we're all in this industry for different courses. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are here to make money. Some people are here to, um, to, do, to make films that yeah. have the cost. Mm -hmm. Some people are here to be celebrities, mm -hmm. you know, and then post pictures, mm -hmm. you know. And then if you are winning in that reason why you're here, then you're actually winning. That's fine. I mean, you keep complaining about people that are making money for making, in quote, shitty films. But yes, they keep making money. And you that's keep, why they got in. Do you understand? Yeah. That is the reason why they are here. And then you're not even proving them wrong. You know, mm -hmm. you are still giving them that money. So why complain? You know, so for me, I realized some years back that, mm -hmm. you know, my, my goal is actually not to complain. You know, it's about making the course, like, the change I can in my own way. Yeah. You know, which is about making my own films and yeah. then focusing on that. That's it. I like that. We're end, we need to end now because we'll go on and on. Um, but I just want to ask you, the, the name, 
You know what? Tell us what is where did that come from? First, I'm a terrible. You know, I'm very terrible at naming films or titles. <laughs> it's funny because most times people be like, oh yeah, I love your titles. I'm yeah. like, it takes years, sometimes it takes months to actually name them. Mm. So we are done, I think we are done with the entire script right. and we didn't have a title. You know, it was one stupid title then, I can't remember. Right. And they were like, what should it be? You know, and then, so one of the things I do, I just listen to music and I, I'm trying to look at it. Because I think music, they have like these really nice titles. You right. know? So I'm like, what kind of can I steal? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, Somehow, you know, it came from Maria came, right. you know, I was like, oh, Maria is the child. And, mm. you know, in all aspects, like this film for Maria, okay, mm. even though it's not directly, it's literally, okay, yeah, for Maria. Mm -hmm. So we called it for Maria, even when we shot, it was for Maria, oh, yeah, right. you know, but what we're going to, what we're doing editing, you know, and it just came to me, you know, like, okay, there should be kind of like an extension to the title, yeah. you know, and then Ebon Pataki came. Mm. Ebon Pataki literally means precious gift. You know, and I grew up listening to um, Chief Ebenezer Obey, you know, um, the maestro, you know, and then there's this song that we, I used to listen to at every naming ceremonies, you know, which is Ebon Pataki, mm. you know. I mean, that song is like the limelight. It's like, you should be happy as a mother, you know, like like she was saying earlier on, like, you've given birth, mm. you have to be, that is the most precious thing. Mm. You know, nobody cares about the mom, it's about the child, mm. you know, and it's about... Everyone is happy. Everyone is excited, you know, mm. rejoicing, you know. And then, so the film, it's kind of like a um, a metaphor, or let me say, is it an oxymoron, you know, at this point now, about, you know, like, precious gifts yeah. for Maria. But it's actually not a precious it's gift. You watch the film, yeah. you know. So it's, again, still boils down to the reality and then of the, the mirror of the society right. about children and... Fine. There's something you used to say when you say this thing. You, they have not said it. The meaning of for Maria, and then you now put the two together. It constructs itself. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Bitterness. Oh, yes. Ah. You know, yes, exactly. Right. And Maria means um, sea of sorrow, sea yeah, of bitterness. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for Maria, is like... And then there was a point where um, the character for her actually asked... Um, like, do you know what Maria means in the mm -hmm. film? Mm -hmm. And then it was about said, and then of course that was you know cinema where you don't tell you know. But if you go research, you realize that for Maria actually means sea of darkness yeah. or sea of bitterness. Sea of bitterness. So yeah. for Maria, so bitterness. Imagine sea of bitterness with precious, with yes, precious inside. <laughs> I think it's perfect actually. <laughs> I think it's perfect. You know, there's so many iconic scenes. In, I mean, I know it's almost presumptuous to say iconic, you know, for if. <laughs> Best filmmaker, but actually, in time, there's so many iconic scenes. You know, just the, the scene, the scene where there was, where again, this is metaphor, right? Where um, Kunle is on one, um, Gabriel is on one side of the, yes, she's on the other side. I'm like, yes. that's actually the, the gulf, yes, the mental and emotional gulf, yes, between them, and just trying to get through to her pain forces yeah. him to confront his. So to be able to get through to her, he has yes. to go back into his, his own, own story, yes. yes. And I thought that was so beautiful because also this was a man's man. Yes. You know, this wasn't a, it wasn't not, but then he just, if he loves his wife, then he used to be vulnerable yes. to get into her own vulnerability. Yes. Okay, last questions. You know, um, um, when coming out of this story, you know, and just be focusing on the theme of postnatal depression, what is the one thing that came with you strongly out of this film about that whole experience? If there's one thing that struck mm -hmm. you, one thing, that you think people shouldn't miss about this experience, what would it be? Oh, that's uh, hmm. or one of the things. <laughs> one of the things. Yeah. It would be um, empathy. Yeah, yeah. Just as a people, we lack empathy in some ways where you know, there's that thing where as Africans generally, we, we don't know anything about space. Okay. Guess in point, the women at the supermarket. Me and my Have your child. She's podging. <laughs> and there's somebody who asked her, how do you know that no, she's, she's podging? <laughs> <laughs> Empathy. Yeah. Let's learn to just try to, you may not necessarily feel what they're feeling, but yeah. have respect for what they may be feeling. Mm. And just give them that space. And just give the them least you can do. Space. Just be considerate. Yeah. Knowing that they may just be going through something you don't, you don't know. know yes. Empathy. Empathy. That's power. And not, not and always help people. I try to help people at the intention between sympathy and empathy. Yeah. And sympathy might be the performance of it. Hey, yeah. yeah. Oh my shit. Yeah. 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 No. Sometimes the real empathy is to be shut up. Shut up. Yes. 
Yeah. When a woman's child is crying in the airplane, she doesn't. She already knows that her child is crying. Yeah, yeah, she's, she not can, dead. she's not dead. <laughs> no, just shut up and let her sort this out. Yeah. Okay, Judith, I'll end with the filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, what what was more important for me was um, for us as a people to normalize mm. talking about postpartum depression. Yeah. For women to know that they are not a failure because mm. it makes them feel like a failure. Mm. For women to realize they are not a failure and mm. They should seek professional advice. Yes. Not talking to people. I am not in that thing of you need to share your with yeah. professionals. Not Instagrammers. No, no. professionals. Yes. They should they should not be ashamed mm. to mm. actually talk to people. And when you feel you have a problem, you need to find someone to talk to. Mm. You know. So mm. I, I really feel we should normalize it. The yeah. more we normalize talking about postpartum depression, yeah. the more women will be able to realize and understand that they are not a failure and it's not a, a spiritual problem. Maybe yeah. a mm -hmm. village person was yeah. angry they gave birth to a child. Yeah. It is actually normal. <laughs> and people all over, women all over the world, world. you know, go through it. Yeah. So I think it is also up to us as mm. a people, as a nation in itself. Um, even the continent as a whole, because this is an African problem, not just a Nigerian problem. In Europe and other parts of the world, when mm -hmm. a woman gives birth, mm -hmm. there's actually a counselor to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is someone checking on her, mm -hmm. you know, to make sure they don't slip into this because they know about it. Yes. So we should start normalizing it too in our culture. When a woman gives birth, they should mm -hmm. check up on her. Yeah, yeah. And people should give them space. Give them space. Mm -hmm. the, the psychiatrist we got yesterday said, said antenatal care should not just be about the woman's body, it's also about the woman's mind mm. and yeah. emotions. Yeah. People don't know that here, that mm -hmm. out in many spaces, a doctor, a mind doctor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist, the nurse, helps the woman go through the emotions mm. as her body is changing. Mm. What's the one thing that you took from this? Um, I think for me, it would be the impact of the film. Mm. And um, for the past three weeks, I've been getting a lot of messages from like young filmmakers, right. basically telling me like this is like a propeller yeah. to actually make the films they really want, want to, make. to make. And I mean, for me, setting out was mm -hmm. I don't care what it is, I would make what is true to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so the fact that I can influence an, a large amount of people, mm -hmm. you know, to really stick to the kind of filmmaking that they understand or the kind of stories they want to tell. I think it's very big to me, you know, and then I feel like it's like one of the biggest things I take out of this oh, entire thing. Yeah. You know? So I'm really, really looking out for, you know, the kind of film, because I feel like in the industry, there's this, you know, this standard, like you have to make films this certain way. Yes. You have to frame your shot in this way. Okay. I remember so many years ago, a filmmaker said to my friend that, why don't you use close-ups? If you don't use close-up, you're not a good filmmaker. You know, and I said to them, like, there is no rule. Yeah. You know, even though there is rule to filmmaking, yes. but there is no rule. Yeah. And that is why everyone is stylish. That is why you watch a West Anderson's film. And it's different from a Quentin Tarantino's film. Because they have a voice. Mm. And you watch most Nigerian films, you can't really separate the filmmakers. You can't say this is... I can't see... Yes. If I watch a film, I see a, a scene, yeah. I understand that it's this filmmaker. Yes. And I feel like we have... We need to have that in the That's industry. In the you know? And then also we need that diversity of, you know, storytelling, how we make films and stories. And the fact that this film has, you know, it's influencing people in that way, you know, due to the conversation I've been having with a lot of people, it's a lot for me. Right. Fantastic. And I want to channel Chitinamba, you know, what she took away from this film, <laughs> that I'm a goddess of this war. <laughs> Bow down. <bitches>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I said I'm going to say a prayer for Danny, you know, because you need more resources yeah. to tell all these kinds of stories, even if the market's palette hasn't yet been trained. But the more resources you have, the more you can continue to do the work yeah. that just moves the audience forward. So I pray that you get all kinds of big budget work. Amen. 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 Locally and internationally. Amen. To tell more stories like this and beyond yes. this. You know, Judith, you are an actor and a producer. I think the producer part of you, people need to know that of life. So I pray that you continue to just be in all this important Amen. work. Amen. You know, Actually, director too. Yes, yes, yes. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Meg, you were resplendent Thank you. in this film. You were incredible. You did that whole brooding thing in Sole. You gave it its heart, you know. Is this other movie you did where you were somebody? Was it the one you did with Effa? Was it Effa? 
Uh, no, was it? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, I don't remember. It was a love story, Sha. Oh, okay. The story we did. I've seen your work. This one, you know, it's like everything you have been doing came to this head. Like this moment was waiting for you. You know, and just to see how much dedication you put into this service of helping to tell the story of women. So this is not a minority. You know, mm -hmm. you know depression is a minority, mm -hmm. but postpartum depression for women who have been bed is not a minority. It's mm. the dominant, yeah. you know, minority. So for just channeling that so powerfully, mm. thank you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you to all of you. This was, a, like I said at the beginning, this was a fantastic film. And why I love it particularly is that all of you were born, bred, and buttered in Nigeria. This is, you are made in Nigeria products and you delivered an international standard film right from here. I'm extremely proud of that. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. It's a wrap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>